Well, the things we do for journalism, Mick, we're here in the drizzly grey River Clyde just after the Rangers AGM. Normally, of course, I do this with Gary Ralston. Um, so, unfortunately, though, he is uh, off to, I think he's in Holland he's for in the, the Feyenoord yeah. game. So we've asked Mick Gannon to come in and up his sartorial game in, uh, in reference to Gary. But, you, well, you've done well, all right. Well, the spies are out, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, it's been an incredible day in terms of the news that's coming out of the AGM. The big story, the only story, Dave King is departing. Yes, I was at the AGM this morning, the, the abdication of, of the King, so to speak. Um, yeah, I think there was rumours about this happening for the last couple of days and weeks. That it might be a possibility, but yeah, Dave King came out this morning and, and revealed that he will be stepping off the board, uh, stepping down as chairman in the new year. Uh, won't be hanging around for the rest of the campaign. Um, I think he's got some loose ends to tie up, and then he's he's heading off into the sunset in the new year. And he was very emotional by all accounts. It, it was. was he, we don't often see him like that. He was. He kind of broke down a couple of times during his address to the to the shareholders. He um, visibly upset um, and emotional, and he revealed that he was he was going to stand down as chairman. It's been a bit of a, a Hectic roller coaster ride for five years for him. Um, I think he'll admit himself as a kind of reluctant chairman in the first place. I think he got involved in a sense of duty rather than rather than um, actual desire to, to be involved again. Having already lost twenty million uh, in Rangers in the previous uh, regime, um, so yeah. So I think, but I think he has he has the club's interest at heart all this this time. So as with a bit of a heavy heart, he is he is going to be leaving. But, um, but yeah, it was, like, it was dramatic news. He's put across this idea that perhaps now the, sp the spending must stop. It's time for a little bit of um, more rational behaviour in terms of the money that's getting pumped at Ibrox. Yeah. No more of this twenty million pound losses, big, big, big spends on transfers. I think I think the way he's, he's framed it is that the, the club needed to spend above and beyond its resources to get back to this stage that they can challenge in, in the league and in Europe. Um, he, he believes that they're now at that place now that I think he spent. I think he said upward than thirty million pounds in the, in the squad between him and the fellow investors, but he said this is now the end of the kind of ad hoc spending spell. This is the next chapter. Is going to be a kind of self-sustained club. There's going to be a, a share issue in the new year, which should the hope clear the decks in terms of the, the outstanding money that they need for the rest of the campaign and the, the losses from the last year or so. Um, and at that point, the club will be will be run more like a regular football club. They'll have a budget for for transfers in the summer that has to be stuck to and that will be generated by player sales, etc. Um, rather than this kind of throwing money at it um, in the last kind of windows, it's, it's been the case. So th those days seem to be coming to an end. I said 20 million there. Of course, I meant 11.3 million just for the amateur accountants that are out there. I know that I'll get picked up on that yeah. immediately. What, what is the sense of where Rangers go from here? Was there any news about anyone who might take over or the time scale, perhaps? Well, the time scale, you're looking at early in the year. I think um, there's a board meeting in March. I think that might be the, the, the last point. I think at that point, you might sign off. I think, I think that's more, more realistic. Um, certainly not beyond that point. Um, the natural successor you think would be with Douglas Park who's vice chairman a big influence on that board a big investor who's had in his pockets a lot of times in recent times so I think that would be one there's also talk about further investment from further afield we've heard about the money in the Far East there could be a, a, a new emergence from that market we'll have to wait and see but I think um, I think Douglas Park looks like he could be the natural successor um, but that'll be the board Dave King to the board will decide on who that'll be and at times like this of course talk always eventually turns to legacy what is Dave King's? well I think I think in the eyes of most Rangers fans I think it'll be I, don't, I'm not, I think save, the saviour of Rangers might be a bit dramatic but this is a guy who came in at a time when the club was an absolute shambles let's be honest um, the kind of dying embers of the Mike Ashley kind of influenced board 
like a Charles Green wreckage and all that stuff. And I think it, what it has done, they have thrown money at bringing Rangers up to a level. Listen, a few years ago, Rangers were losing to on Dromus and Raz and all that, and, and Abros and Alois and all these teams and all that stuff. Now they're, they're back up, they're joint top of the league at this point in time. In the, they've got the group stage of Europe twice in the Europa League, which is incredible when you think about it, where they've, they've been. So I think he leaves the club in a far better place than when we first came in. I don't think there's any doubt of that. I think they are. They're, they're almost there in terms of challenging again. We'll see how it pans out over the campaign, but they look well equipped. So I think in that Listen, the money gets spent, I think people's eyebrows are raised with the, the kind of losses. But he has said all along that there's going to be losses in the short term to get back to a level. So he's been good as his word in that respect. When the club goes on, I think his legacy at this point in time, I think it's positive. He's walk, you can walk away with his head held high and Rangers fans will thank him for, for getting the club back to where they see where they belong. Longer term, we'll see the legacy because we don't know the future funding, the share issue. That that might change the, the kind of the mood down the line. But at this point in time, I think he walks out his head held high and I think he'll be regarded very warmly by Rangers fans. He'll welcome back open arms when he wants to be. And it wouldn't be our Rangers AGM with some, without some Mike Ashley chats. I noticed there was a couple of barbs thrown in uh, Mr yeah. Ashley's direction. Yeah, I think he said that he can't actually understand the, the way Mike Ashley approached dealing with Rangers. He thinks that it surely would have helped him to have a, a positive, successful brand. But rather than that, he was determined to kind of... Um, more negative in his dealings with Rangers I think longer term he's still wrangling with them I think over the retail arm I think he said bedeviled by Mike Ashley was the phrase he used um, and he's going to stay crucially he's going to stay on the retail board in the long term to see out this fight I think that, that fight could rumble on for years to come he's going to stay and, and, and continue that battle with Mike Ashley um, I think they two are going to be loggerheads for a long time to come All this stuff of course is fascinating people watching will be really interested to know about it all but let's be honest one of the great things about an EGM is the fact that ordinary supporters get a chance oh, yeah. to put their point across was there anyone that stood out as giving a wee bit of a salty question well, or response? There's a, there's a chap who clearly was upset and not going to cut final ticket um, <laughs> he dug the board up for Understandably. The, the ticket allocations a guy going for 20 it's understandable a guy going for 20 years every game missed two games in 20 years didn't get a ticket to the cup final but he was quite up he was quite vocal in his kind of um, um, condemnation of the ticketing process uh, mind you Stephen Gerrard said he couldn't get enough briefs to ticket he couldn't get enough for his family either how did Stuart um, Robertson deal with the, the, the focus and the listen, pressure of that guy he's, he's, listen, he's, he, handled it, he said listen we're dealing with it we're looking at it in the long term and we'll try our best to get it better that kind of thing um, we had that we get a couple of fans mentioning the, the kind of relationship with the BBC and all that kind of stuff and that's ongoing they've they're revealed that they're, they're in discussions with the London branch of BBC trying to get that resolution um, that, that kind of dispute resolved um, and an important one about the, the issue of disabled fans um, um, facilities as I think we all know it's no great at Ibrox in terms of facilities for disabled fans and that is something again that they're, they're put top of the agenda to deal with in the, the, the real short term we're going to have to get back inside because we're going to get um, hypothermia at this rate. Yeah. Certainly, um, we're going to get soaked. But just before we go, there is a big story coming out tomorrow in tomorrow's paper. Can you give us a, a wee teaser? Well, as as, um, as written press got to speak to, to Dave King after as well, so there's a bit more in detail uh, in the future. We also asked the big question that everyone's asking, the, the kind of the, the Alfredo Morelos question. And, and that'll be answered in tomorrow's paper, which you'll have to wait and see what it says. Well, you can read about that both online and in the paper tomorrow. Uh, if you want to keep up with any other of the action that's going to be taking place, I'm sure it's going to be non-stop for the next 24 hours. You can do it on www.dailyrecord.co.uk.